Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Branding Business School podcast. I'm your host, Victoria, and today's topic is all about when you should consider a rebrand. We're going to go over five things that would warrant a rebrand. And you can see if you find yourself falling into any of these categories. And then at the end, I'll also take some time to share uh, some things that you should do before you rebrand just to get ready for a successful rebrand and to make sure that if and when you do rebrand your business, it does indeed serve your audience. So I hope that you enjoy it. Let's get into it. This is the Branding Business School Podcast, the go-to business and marketing podcast for ambitious women looking to start and scale profitable businesses. Learn from your host, Victoria Marcoulier, how to build a powerhouse brand in this online era without sacrificing your sanity or misplacing your priorities. We support the dreamers and the disruptors and are showing up weekly to teach you practical advice on what it takes to become the go-to in your industry. Operating an online business as a female entrepreneur looks different these days, and thanks to us, so does business school. Welcome to the Branding Business School podcast. All right, so I've been running Brandwell Designs for about five years now. We're going on year six, and sometimes I get the same question over and over and over again. And one of those most frequently asked questions is, when is it time for a rebrand? Or how do I know if I should rebrand my business? Because there's obviously a lot to consider when you are rebranding. This is not something you want to do on the regular, or you're going to actually destroy the very thing that your brand is meant to do for your business, which is to help make you memorable in the minds of your buyers. And if you're always changing that, you're going to lose that recognition the familiarity, and your brand will lose its impact. But there are certainly times that call for a rebrand. So we're going to go over six of them today. We're going to give real-life examples of big brands, small brands who have rebranded when it's done for their business. And hopefully you can kind of see if you fall into any of these categories, and it will give you a better understanding if 2024 is the year of your rebrand. First off, I will say that as a business owner, you might have invested a lot of time or a lot of money into building out your brand image, um, and it can be really frustrating to think that that was a waste and you're going to have to rebrand and all that money was for not. Um, and I will just speak to both sides of that. So first off, that is super frustrating. We have clients that come to us um, every year who just invested thousands of dollars with another design agency, but they felt that either that design agency missed the mark or things just turned sour or the brand wasn't working for their target audience. And for whatever reason, they had to rebrand and they came to Brandwell for it. And that's a, a tough spot to be in. I um, I feel for you. I know that's really hard. The way that I typically try and encourage those people is to look at that investment as a learning opportunity. This is hard to do, but this is something that I learned through running Facebook ads. We did a big Facebook ad campaign last year as we were getting ready to launch the Branding Business School. And I remember my Facebook ad agency that I hired telling me um, that that very same sentiment, saying like all this money that you're investing in your ads up front that you're not seeing a return on is not money lost. It's money invested into data about your business and about your customer. So if you've invested in brand design and it's not currently working for your business, that money was not necessarily a waste. You are getting information, valuable insight on your audience, on what they're attracted to, and on how your brand is working to either attract or repel the type of people that you want to work with your business. Now, let's say you invested in brand design five or six years ago. 
times are changing pretty rapidly in the online space and you know the the industries are so saturated i i say industries because there's no way to even narrow it down anymore like every industry is saturated i read a statistic in forbes the other day that said every 3 seconds a website is built so uh, obviously the online landscape um is inundated with other businesses other entrepreneurs serving your exact customer and because of that there's a, a faster push to innovate and to uh, stay ahead of the curve, to stay ahead of the competition. So gone are the days of being able to like put up a website and not touch it for 10 years. That used to be the case. We actually do have clients that come to us and they're like, well, I built my website in 2008 and I haven't touched it since. So it is time for a rebrand if that's the case. So let's just get into it. Number one, the first reason you might want to consider a rebrand is the fact that your brand is outdated. If your brand's been around for a while, it might start to feel outdated and your brand's image should always reflect the present mission and vision and values of your company. So if that has changed over time, it may be time for a rebrand. Outdated branding will make you appear irrelevant, uh, especially because your competition is going to be prioritizing their design, their website, their online presence. So if all of this competition is operating at a different pace than you, then you risk letting your business look really irrelevant online. I want to give an example of a big brand who recently, in the last decade, uh, went through a major rebrand and it totally changed the company. So I was recently reading about the story of the Lego brand, which if you have kids in your immediate or extended family, you probably know that Lego has made a huge resurgence over the last handful of years. So I decided to look into this and I started reading all of these articles about Lego, like what happened to it. It's obviously been around forever and something it's something I played with when I was growing up and it's something that my parents played with growing up. But there was a time where Lego was on the verge of bankruptcy. This is a wild stat, but in 2005, the Lego company was losing a million dollars per day. So how did they get to this point? This leader in the toy industry since the 1930s was now over $800 million in debt, and they were losing money every single day. From what I could gather, Lego had lost touch with its customer base. They stopped innovating. They didn't prioritize rebranding when it was necessary. And in doing so, all these other toy brands like Barbie and Fisher-Price, they all took the lead. So Lego starts to take a hit. But then what they did, and this is kind of a cautionary tale for for you as business owners and for me, is rather than looking to their customers to see why are our customers not buying from us anymore? Like, what are we missing? They started looking only to the other toy brands and they started to kind of copy what these other toy brands were doing. So they veered away from uh, kind of their core values of inspiring creativity and, you know, just having all these little Lego blocks that people would have to get creative in their own mind and think of what they wanted to build. And they started to, um, you know, produce toys that, didn't necessarily promote creativity and they just started to produce toys that the other toy brands were creating and it really hurt the company. But eventually, Lego brought in a new CEO and he realized like, hey, we have lost 
touch with our customer base. We need to get back to the basics of why this company was founded. We need to get back to promoting creativity, but we also need a rebrand here. We need people to know that like this is not the same Lego from the 1930s. It's the same vision and values, but we're making it better. We're bringing it back to life. We're reviving this business. And through that rebrand, Lego took off again. They actually went on to have their best year ever in 2015 after like a 10-year low of sales. So that is a good example of not only why rebrands are important because they can revive an otherwise dying business, but also it's a good lesson in you don't want to rebrand just because all the other companies in your industry are doing it, but rather because your current brand is no longer serving your audience. All right, let's move on. Another reason why you might want to rebrand is this one may be obvious, but if your business name is changing, I have an entire module inside the Branding Business School course dedicated to naming your business. And inside that module, I give a checklist of things to consider as you're naming your business so that you can not only find a name that's available and trademarkable um, and will work to attract the right audience, but also to make sure that you land on a name that will serve your business for years, if not decades to come. Quick break to tell you guys about today's sponsor, which is HoneyBook. You guys know I love me some HoneyBook. This has been the CRM of Brandwell for three and a half years, almost from day one, you guys. And I don't know how we would be operating without it. So HoneyBook is a client flow platform that was designed specifically for the modern business owner. I think it's ideally made for the modern day service provider. From the initial inquiry to the final payment, you can literally do everything in HoneyBook. They manage our proposals, our contracts, our invoicing, our financial reports, and then most importantly, our client communication back and forth. Everything is streamlined in one place that I can log into and see where a project is at at any given time. All of my team can log in. You can give people different permissions and roles based on what their unique role is on the project at hand. It's just an awesome platform. Go check it out. I have a 50% off discount code for you if you want to try out HoneyBook your first year at 50% off. We'll link it in the show notes for you. Just try it. It's amazing. I had a couple of students come to me after they took the Branding Business School and they let me know that they actually decided to change the name of their business after watching the module because they realized that the name that they had chosen, maybe like rather arbitrarily at the beginning when they were starting their business, was no longer serving them or their audience and it was actually inhibiting and like stifling their ability to grow in their specific niche. So there may come a time where you have to consider renaming your business, and this would, of course, warrant a rebrand. The third reason why you might want to consider rebranding your business is if your target audience has changed. Your target audience might change for a number of reasons. Um, Maybe you started out taking on anyone who is willing to hire you so that you could build your portfolio, and now that you've been in business for a year or two, you've decided who you really enjoy working with and who you want uh, to kind of be the niche that you go after. Or maybe the target audience that you thought you wanted to work with when you built your business wasn't actually the right fit for your offer. Uh, Maybe you're wanting to drastically increase your price point and you're going to have to get a new target audience who can afford what you'll be charging. Or maybe your offers are shifting as your business grows. I'll share an example of how my target audience changed pretty early on with Brandwell 
When I was first starting in 2019, I was actually uh, operating under the name Brandwell Marketing. And you may still hear or see this name occasionally because it's the umbrella brand in which now Brandwell Designs and the Branding Business School fall under. Um, but I, you know, as I was starting my business, I had a love for marketing. I obviously enjoy like teaching and coaching others. And I thought that I was going to um, offer one-on-one marketing consulting to business owners. But I quickly learned within months, not even years, I quickly learned that this offer was attracting a very different audience than who I really wanted to serve with Brandwell. So I ended up cutting that from my list of services and decided to focus solely on design. And it's cool because I have found a way to incorporate that back in through this podcast and now through the Branding Business School. But at the time, the audience that was seeking out active, you know, one-on-one marketing consulting was very different than uh, who we're serving today with our web designs and branding. So I had to rebrand in 2018. I ended up purchasing a DBA for Brandwell Designs so that I wouldn't confuse my audience. I obviously updated my logo, um, and that really did wonders and allowed me to better serve the type of women that I wanted to serve. Okay, I want to take a quick second to interrupt this incredible podcast and tell you about the tool that has been so transformative in my business. HoneyBook is the CRM that we have been using at Brandwell for the last three years. And this has really been probably one of the number one things we get complimented on by our past clients. We're always getting told, wow, you guys are so organized. I love the way the process was so streamlined. This has been the way that we show up confident beyond just our website, beyond just our social media presence. HoneyBook has allowed us to maintain our branding and to maintain our professionalism through our contracts, through our proposals, through our invoices. HoneyBook is really created for the modern day service-based business owner. So if you fall in that category, I would just highly recommend that you check it out. Right now, I have a 50% off discount code. Um, I will link it in the show notes for you, or you can go to share.honeybook.com slash brandwell. 50% is the highest discount code you will find for this platform. So grab the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Another relevant example of a target audience changing that would warrant a rebrand is the infamous Stanley Cup. Now, I'm not talking about the hockey playoffs. I am talking about that 40-ounce tumbler that you and your nieces and your mother are all drinking out of. I actually have mine sitting next to me right now. This viral cup has taken over social media age women. And I know that this is the story of Stanley and their rebrand is swirling all over the internet. So if your algorithm is like any what similar to mine, then you probably have heard a bit about this story. Um, but just in case you're not familiar with the brand Stanley, this brand has been around since 1913. It's literally been around for more than a hundred years. And until 2019, so again, more than 100 years later, the target audience of this brand was like the middle-aged outdoorsy male, okay? So that could not be more different than what we're seeing on social media right now with all of these, you know, 10-year-old girls to 70-year-old women drinking out of Stanley Cups. It's a totally new target audience. And if you haven't heard the story, what happened was in 2019, there was an Instagrammer. It was called The Buy Guide, and it was like a, a shopping-based, you know, retail um, Instagram account. And she posted about the Stanley Quencher, how it was great and how, um, you know, it kept her drinks either hot or cold. And that 
went viral. And then Stanley, this is what's so cool though. And what I love about this brand is Stanley paid attention. The brand had been suffering for a while. They kind of had plateaued and they weren't really developing a lot of new products um, and their sales were reflecting that. And so the fact that this brand paid attention to what was happening and to this new demographic that was suddenly interested in their product, they could have easily thought, you know, oh, cool, this is PR for us. And then, you know, kept with the marketing and the the demographic that they had been serving for a hundred years, but they didn't. They paid attention. They decided to rebrand. So they they saw that, hey, this is an opportunity to revive our dying business. And they ended up rebranding. They came out with a whole collection of, of cups and, and colors and stuff that were targeted towards women. And they were more feminine. They were fun. They were pastel colors. They were neon colors. And they started partnering with influencers. I know very early on um, after that viral video from the Buy Guide, Stanley ended up sending their product to Emily Maynard Johnston from The Bachelor and then she or The Bachelorette. And then she shared it. And they they just picked up on it. They decided, hey, let's do this. Let's switch our target audience. And this is so cool. So in 2019, they they made $73 million in revenue. This is before the viral video and everything happened. In 2023, Stanley just grows $750 million in revenue. I don't know what the math on that, how many, what percentage of growth that was, but $73 million to $750 million is quite the jump in a few years. And that is showing the power of changing your target audience and rebranding to meet their needs. The third reason why you might want to consider a rebrand is if your brand identity is a bit confusing. Um, it can be difficult for potential customers to understand what you offer if your branding isn't doing its job. Your brand should be easily identifiable and it should be memorable. And if it's not, then you need to focus on a rebrand. You need to hire a designer. So this may be uh, you if you did a DIY in Canva or if you had a friend of a friend who knew how to do design and they whipped up a logo, but there was really no strategy involved in what they designed for your business. Um, Design should be very strategic, particularly brand design. This is not just subjective art. This is understanding color theory. This is understanding how fonts make people feel. Um, And this is designing specifically for a group of people that want or need your services. So if your brand identity is confusing because it wasn't done strategically in the first place, that's a good reason to consider a rebrand. The fourth reason um, would just simply be that your competition is way ahead of you. Um, If your competition is ahead of you in terms of you know, their branding, their marketing, their website are just leaps and bounds better than yours. A rebrand is probably not only going to help you uh, to keep up, but it's going to help you not totally lose your business in the next couple of years. When your business looks irrelevant, when you are the one falling behind and everybody else is taking off, then there's a good chance your business is on its deathbed. And I hate to say it, but honestly, this happened to Lego. If it can happen to Lego, it can happen to you. This was happening to Stanley. If it can happen to Stanley, it can happen to you. When we fail to innovate, when everybody else is focusing on innovation, that is a big risk to your business. Number five is you're expanding your products or your offerings. 
Um, If you are expanding your products and services, a rebrand can help you to better reflect your new offerings. Um, This can help you also attract new customers while still retaining your existing ones. So uh, this happens a lot with us when we have somebody who is a service-based business owner but decides that they want to create a course or offer one-on-one coaching to teach other people that are also offering their same service how they did it, how they built a successful business. We see this all the time now, but a web designer goes on to create a course teaching other web designers how to build their business. Or a hairstylist goes on to to host an, a weekly or a monthly workshop teaching other hairstylists how to do balayage or different types of you know, styling things. So if you're expanding your products or services where your brand is still there, your audience is still there, but you're, you're wanting to attract like an additional audience to your brand, um, this is where you might even need to consider building out a sister brand. We'll, we'll, we'll do another podcast on why and when to have a sister brand as well. Um, but if not building out a sister brand, refreshing your brand to better encompass all of the new offerings that your business now has. Now, I want to give you a couple pointers before you do invest in a rebrand. If this is your year, 2024, the year of the rebrand, um, then there's a few things that you need to consider before doing so. Number one, do not invest in a rebrand if you don't know your audience. Uh, this is just a waste of money and you are going to be frustrated a year from now when the design is not seemingly working for your business. So it doesn't mean that you can't invest in branding before you uh, have your business off the ground because we are all about you know showing what showing up with a strong first impression. But if you don't at least have a strong idea or sense of the person who's going to be buying this product or service you have to offer, then branding would be putting the cart before the horse. You want to brand for an audience, not the other way around. So make sure that you're paying attention to the people that are buying from you and that you're getting really clear on who that persona is because when you can provide that information and those insights to your designer, you're going to get a way better final product that's going to actually serve your business. Another thing to consider before you invest in design is do you have your brand strategy mapped out? So target audience is, of course, part of brand strategy, but there is a lot that goes into your overall brand identity. This is how you're going to connect your offer to your audience in all the different mediums, through social media, through how you sell, through how you communicate, your brand voice. And if this is something that you have a lot of confusion on, you've never really taken the time to develop a clear brand strategy, then you should consider taking the Branding Business School before you would rebrand. This is my course. You've heard about it. You know about it. Uh, We are opening the doors soon. Our next launch is February 19th of 2024. Uh, We only open enrollment three times a year. So this is not something that you can just sit around until you're ready. Um, But the reason that we do this, we do these live launches are to get you off your butt and to actually um, promote action for you and your business. Because the sooner you take action, the sooner that you take this information and apply it to your business, the sooner you're going to see the return on that investment. And that is what we want for all of our customers to get the results that they're looking for in their business. So if 2024 is the year of your rebrand, make sure that you have a clear brand strategy moving into your rebrand. Make sure that you know your target audience. And of course, Brandwell would love to help you out. Feel free to reach out to us over at brandwelldesigns.com. If you have questions about rebranding that I did not answer in today's 
episode, feel free to shoot me an email. My email is victoria at brandwelldesigns.com and I would love to have a little bit of a sidebar with you. So hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in to the Branding Business School podcast. If you're looking to take your business to the next level, subscribe to the podcast and we'll continue to cheer you on week after week by giving you practical advice on how to build your brand. For show notes or to learn more about what we covered in today's episode, head to thebrandingbusinessschool.com slash podcast. And remember, you don't need an MBA to be the CEO.